Big dog ball talk. We're, we may be late, but we're better than ever. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Jordan may be sadder than ever, uh, depending on uh, if you actually really want to test his, his Bengals fandom. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of things in the podcast, including uh, some sketchy officiating. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as bad as it's been, I mean, the NFL, also pretty bad, Jordan. I uh, can't, can't blame the, that damn Bengals. Who uh, day? Who day? Who day? Think they're gonna beat them Bengals? They're gone. Uh, they're out of here. Uh, wh- what were you going through? Make some emotions there, uh, Jordan. I-, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, still a shot there at the end. Who? Who? What was the guy's name? Again, I admit I'm. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm not the. Uh, I'm not an expert, Matt. But I'm trying, and my my passion is real. Who is the guy who pushed Mahomes out of bounds? For no fucking no, that was reason. A stupid call. That I was mean, a stupid call. Anyways, though, well, I, it, they it, should have let the boys play. Uh, I know. A, a saucy, yeah. a saucy, I think his name. Yeah. Sai? I don't know. So that. He, he's like twenty-two. He's he's like rookie year, second year guy. And you could tell he felt bad about it, and he fucking hurt himself on the play too. Oh yeah. But uh, destroyed his leg. But yeah. But he also um, crushed some tiny little like equipment guy. He probably just <laughs> sit there with a little uh, like a little medicine cabinet, and then it gets crunched by uh, three dudes. I know, but you know what? I'm trying to I'm trying to be okay about it. I mean, we've got you know now now it was you know last year it was a three point loss for the Bengals, so maybe this is a little rivalry brewing or a three point win for the Bengals over the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe this will be this will be fun for years to come. I think you know Burrow Mahomes, um, and 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 I love it. Um, and and a Chiefs Eagle, you know uh, the Kelsey brothers are playing each other now, right? Chiefs yep. and Eagles in the yep. in the first Super Bowl. time ever two brothers. So that'll be fun. Um, Never happened in the NBA. No, yeah. Really? Has it not in the NBA? Yep, never, never in the NBA. I think twice in the NHL. I'm actually surprised uh, it hasn't happened in the NBA. Like, but, and then it's something like four times in the MLB or something. Weird. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I'm, never in the NBA. A lot of brothers, though. Yeah, yeah, tons of brothers. But I'm, I'm, I am now, uh, you know, a full-on Eagles fan. Uh, I'm gonna join their annoying uh, bandwagon. So, so uh, that's where I'm at. But I'm getting over it slowly. E A G L E S Eagles. There we go. Uh, you gotta, you gotta learn the fight song, man. Yeah. Uh, but everybody, it's Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Acor, Jordan Flegel, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, stop me if you've uh, you've heard this before to enter the uh, the Big Dog Chamber. Uh, Luka Doncic, another 50-piece, uh, dropping that one against this, uh, the, uh, the Detroit Pistons last night. Uh, 53 points, uh, and an impressive scoring night, Jordan, of course. Uh, and this kind of comes in the wake of Mark Cuban announcing that, or I guess he didn't really announce it, but the rumor on the street is that Mark Cuban is looking to add a superstar to the Dallas Mavericks uh, obviously kind of an interesting structure they've got right now uh, you know pretty much just based around trying to get the most out of Luca's individual efforts yeah. um, but trying to get another star next to him uh, could be interesting because we've seen them you know try to pair him with Porzingis uh, we've yeah. seen him paired with uh, Brunson uh, and you know there's been limited success uh, it really is to, just dependable on you know can this player be passive to Luca's big dog? Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you get a real superstar, I don't know. That's going to be tough. Uh, but Jordan, I mean, is, is there anyone that you've had your eye on, or what, what do you what do you make of these uh, the, these initial trade talks? Yeah, I mean, it's, it is really as tough with with Luca because it is kind of like thinking about you know pairing someone with LeBron. LeBron was uh, you yeah. know even at, at I think at any point LeBron was still more. Uh, you know, you could say, oh no, this guy's gonna fit with him because LeBron was never quite this ball dominant the way Luca is. Like LeBron was, yeah, you know, yeah. Had, had other ways he could impact a game and impact winning. Um, you know, defensively and and sort of his athleticism off the ball, but like Luca has really gotten to really really pound that rock and and just kind of 
turn everyone around him into a shooter, you know, cutter and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which has worked. But I think it, it is it is making it more difficult. I mean, yeah, you've now had two you've you've had two shots with players who have left and actually looked pretty decent. Like Porzingis goes to Washington, um, and uh, you know he's still uh, this, that was still a good deal for them because I don't think uh, you know Porzingis stays on the floor enough. Uh, to to be a reliable second star, but mm-hmm. he's he's mm-hmm. been better when there isn't when he hasn't played with Luca. Like he's been he's been putting up bigger numbers, uh, you know, and just generally look better. And then you look at Brunson, like we always said all of through last year, you know, get, put him on his own team where he doesn't have to back up another ball dominant guy, and he'll be yeah. awesome. He can be a starting point guard, which he has, which you know he has he has been, and he's done done amazing on some people's all star ballots this year. So, so it's tough to. You know, not just you have to think of more than just put a star next to Luca. It's like, yeah, can this star actually work next to Luca? And so, you know, mm-hmm. you think about a guy like, I don't know, you know, Bradley Beal. Say he was somehow, you know, able to shake free, or Zach Levine. I don't think either of those guys would work particularly well next to Luka Doncic. Like it's it would tough, be all yeah. right. I think they'd be find a way to to be a good team as long as they got along, but. Um, you're kind of looking at more someone in the front court who doesn't like to have the ball, you know, all that much. Like a guy like Jeremy mm-hmm. Grant, I think would be perfect next to Luca. Uh, John the Collins, Trailblazers want to extend that guy. I know. Yeah, exactly. Are so, rumored, rumoredly, rumored. Hey, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not speaking facts right now. This is all hypothetical. Well, they, I think they did. They offer it, and he hasn't said anything yet. Or is was that the, it's possible, the deal? Some, yeah. Something like that. So there's some yeah contract talks there, which. I saw that right after we talked about the Blazers and said they should blow it up anyway. So, you know, yeah. Blazers going to Blazer, I guess. But Yeah, um, 100%. Like, yeah, for, like John a guy like John Collins could could be an okay pairing with Luka. You know, he's young like him and, like, he can kind of take care of the front court stuff. In my mind, someone yep. like John Collins is who it's got to be. It's got to be a front court player who he's never going to be dribbling the ball anyway and a guy who can, uh, you know, Hopefully, you know, you know, in an expanded role, you know, when he gets the ball dumped to him, uh, when Luca's off the floor, can just be a, a monster offensively, um, and mm-hmm. and you want a good rebounder too for when Luca, you know, short arms his freaking step back threes. I think Luca and the Mavericks in general would do really well with a better, uh, like like a monster offensive rebounder. Like the amount of shots that they take, they 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 rely on so many, uh, you know, threes. Uh, and 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 sort of just offensively, they're they're a bit of a machine. So you, you can get someone in the front court there who can really muck it up and be a really big presence in there. Uh, so you know, not that John Collins is a great rebounder, but he's he he would take care of that you know sort of offensiveness or offensive you know juice in the front court. And then yeah, if it, outside of him, I would just look for another front court player like a, a three four five type of deal. Uh, and, yep. and 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 and. Like I always say with guys who are ball dominant, don't even think about the fucking shooting guard spot or like a, a swing yeah. man, like guard, like fill that in on a minimum salary because that guy's not going to fucking touch the ball hardly at yeah. all anyway. So, so that's what I get go a for. defender. Yeah. Defense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh yeah. It, 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 I kind of fall in two categories here. Like one. Yes. I, I, I do think, you know, it's, it makes more sense to get the, the big, you get the, get the post player in there, set the screens for Luca, clean up yeah. his mistakes, uh, work in the pick and roll with them. Uh, you know, I think that's, the, that's probably the safest route. But even again, like I said, like I, I really think at this point, Luca needs to change his game a little bit if he yeah. wants to play. Like it's kind of like uh, you know the the it's like the bad kid at the daycare. You know you gotta you, you gotta <laughs> learn how to play well with others, man. Uh, and I don't really think Luca does play well with others. I think yeah. Luca kind of struggles to 
to produce uh, for his teammates. Like, I get, yeah, of course, you know, he gets uh, 11 assists a game or whatever the fuck he gets. Um, but it's not yeah. like he's out there working really well uh, as a tandem with somebody else. And, and especially when you look at how his results have been with, uh, you know, another solid, like, all-star caliber player. Uh, you know, again, with with Brunson, they do get to the conference finals, obviously, and that was, uh, you know, a bit of a, a, a surprise run, and Brunson was playing, uh, you know, very, very well. Uh, but it wasn't like Luka during that stretch was averaging <clears throat> a crazy amount of points and doing all the stuff he's doing right now. And I kind of think, I'm not trying, I'm not, I'm not going there yet. I'm not going there yet. But I think Luca's got a little bit of that old Westbrook in him. I think he kind of likes his stats. I think he really is yeah. into this whole triple double thing. I think he likes that, and I don't really know if right now, especially when he's still pretty young, uh, if that's what he wants. To, if he's going to want to give that up, uh, like I like the wins are coming enough that you know they can probably make the play in maybe even the playoffs you know and uh you know make a bit of a run again like i think last year was almost a little fool's gold and now luca you know might might, might be a little bit uh a little bit in his own uh, head that oh you know what i'm luca Doncic. uh I'm, I'm gonna be getting in there no matter what and whatever team plays me i'm gonna give them a run which yeah. is true yeah but i mean when your second best player is uh tim hardaway jr uh <laughs> i mean that's it's really gonna be tough to, uh, to to really compete with anybody, so I think really in this one it's going to be sit Luca down, and if you really want to get another guy, you have to be open to the fact of getting a guard because again it's a guard dominant league. If anyone's going to be giving up to, uh, players, like John Collins is probably the only player uh, within like the four or the five that would make a difference that you could actually re- like realistically get. Uh, everybody yeah. else is pretty much off the market. I mean it's uh, yeah it, it's a premium for big men yeah, right now. I, uh, yeah, I, I would have said Turner, but he's locked up now. I know we're going to yeah, get yeah. to him. Um, but yeah, there, you're right. There's not a lot, not a lot out there to get. So I mean, it, it's just going to be interesting to to see like what what they want to do because if they pick up, though, know, I, I think a guy like Levine or DeRozan would make sense. But again, uh, you DeRozan know, they, I think would to... be a good one. Actually, that's another guy I've thought about next to Luca, like in yeah. that in that yeah swingman position. Because yeah, I think he brings a lot to 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 what Dallas would need. I I would look very much at DeRozan. Yeah. And and he could work as an off ball guy, I think. Like he's yeah. kind of the good mixture. He could he can lead the offense if Luca was off the off the court and still kind yeah, of produce yeah. a little bit. Obviously, pretty much a zero on defense. Not really a great rebounder. He's just out there to get buckets, and uh, you know he's a good playmaker as well. Yeah. Um, but I think I think DeRozan would work well in Dallas uh, a little bit more so than Levine. I think Levine needs the ball in his hands a little bit more yeah. uh, than uh, than DeRozan. But uh, I mean, I think. I think either guy, either one of them, if they could, you know, sit Luca down, make Luca okay with it, I think either one of them would be cool to take like their the be, be the second string to, to yeah. Luca and uh, second in command rather, uh, and let him kind of run the show as they make their their push towards uh, the the playoffs. But yeah. uh, it, it, I, again, I'm pessimistic on Luca right now. I am pessimistic about well, uh, who they bring in. It's got to be the right fit. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, the the Westbrookness that I see in Luca is that like. He's not, I don't even know, like, I generally don't even know if he's a good off-ball player, because he's never even off the ball. He's either off the court, or he has the ball in his yeah. hand. And, like, I don't think, he, like, I, I actually I, I, don't think he is. Well, no, I don't think he is either, because he's not a particularly good, like, standstill, catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter. And if he is... Or athlete. I, I don't think he ever, yeah, and he's not a good cutter, because he's not that fast, and so, it's like, if, if there's one thing, like, obviously, you know, to get better, he needs to improve his defense a little bit, but... I think even more so uh, if he wants to win. Yeah, he's got to find a way to let someone else have the ball in their hands and, mm-hmm. and you know, be doing something. Like, because you can't, do, if you turn into a Westbrook and a Harden who just doesn't do anything off ball. I mean, we make the compar- comparison to Le- LeBron James. 
LeBron also got accustomed to having the ball in his hands almost all the time yeah. in Cleveland. He goes to Miami. Now you've got, you know, Dwayne Wade who knows how to, you know, run an offense himself as well. And, you know, you've got other point guards that you're playing with. LeBron became an amazing cutter uh, and an amazing, yeah. like, athlete who yeah. could, you know, clean stuff up. He became a great off-ball player uh, and especially, like, an off-ball connector. He he was, like, you know, in many ways uh, kind of the, the blueprint for what freaking Draymond Green would go out and do in terms of, you know, getting the ball at the high post, you know, screening for people, you know, passing mm-hmm. the ball in the short roll. So... Luca can, you know, he has a blueprint and he, he he can go out and do that stuff. Um, but you know, he's got a yeah, he's got a. That's the next kind of evolution of Luca's game of of being a guy who doesn't always need to have the ball in his hands, so that yeah, you can get another uh, uh, you know star in there. I mean, like they never should have given up Brunson. You know, I think that's clear now. Uh, even though I said go go do it, what I meant was trade Brunson for some fucking value back yeah, at least. Yeah. I didn't I didn't mean when I when I was saying, yeah, you don't need Brunson cuz you have Luka. That was oh, he might walk anyway, so trade him, but like it was it was it was a complete disaster to just let him walk um because yeah, yeah if you if if you were to get Luka to be a little bit better like in those areas I'm talking about off ball and you had Brunson there, like that would, you know, Brunson's made another step, to, you know, in, in his in his development this year. Like the Mavericks, would, the outlook for the Mavericks would be much better. But losing a guy like that for nothing, and then and then yeah, like still, Luca just you know having the ball ninety nine percent of the game. Some something's yeah. got to change there. It, it can't just be oh we haven't found the right superstar yet. Because yeah, they, I think the Mavericks got to look in their the the mirror and say we we've had a couple through here already and it hasn't worked. Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes. But but yeah, when you mentioned DeRozan, that was another guy I thought, you know, as as a kind of, yeah, that 3-4 kind of hybrid, a guy who, mm-hmm. who has some playoff experience, um, which is another thing I feel like the Mavericks kind of need. They've got a lot of young, oh, yeah. young guys. Um, so so yeah, we'll see what they do. Luka's still dangerous, but uh, yeah, get Luka help. But Luka, you got to help yourself too, man. You got to grow up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Luca should uh, he should go on Shark Tank, pitch who he wants. Yeah. His team. Uh, I really would like Davis Bertans. <laughs> I think that could work. Uh, but uh, we're, we're to move on Mark here. Mark Cuban's uh, like I'm out. I'm out. No. <laughs> yeah, for that reason I'm out. But Mr. Sunshine, I'm interested, Luca. You know what? Uh, I'll give this? you Davis Bert. I'll give you Davis Bertans. But I'm gonna need at least five triple doubles <laughs> credited to me and my record. Uh, oh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, also just recently had a 50-point outing from their superstar, uh, Giannis Tetacupo. Giannis. Uh, but in like 30 are, minutes or something, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, insane. Uh, but they are looking to uh, to make a move aggressively for uh, the Phoenix Suns. Jay Crowder, a guy that we've talked about many times on this podcast, uh, and you know, it's, it's pretty it's pretty crazy um, because the rumored offer uh, that they had, that, you know, the, or the what they because they've even had a sit down meeting. The Bucks let them have a full on meeting here uh, with Crowder, uh, and uh, it's a pretty nice haul, Jordan. Uh, it's something along the lines of uh, Serge Ibaka, Wundu. And uh, I, I think it was two second round picks or something. Uh, and, and George Nuora. Hill. Uh, it might have been Nuora in there as well. But yeah, George Hill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like three players and a couple picks for a guy who hasn't played all year. Uh, and I don't really know if he's going to make that much of a difference on your team, especially with yeah. the current roster they have. I'm I'm a little surprised that they're willing to get that much up. But uh, I mean, uh, like you said before the we started the podcast, you know, we were just talking about what we were going to be talking about here. Um, 
what the hell? Uh, yeah, why haven't the Suns just gone and pulled the trigger on this already? I mean, they barely beat the Raptors last night, who suck. They stink. I'm done with them. Um, but uh, nah, yeah, I mean, on. I don't know. We're, we're still good. I don't know what the. I don't know what the the Bucks are doing here. Just just take that take that just or, or the Bucks. Sorry, the Suns. The, the Suns yeah. that, that fit that fills so many problems with your team right then and there. You're good. Well, but also it's like you, you should be willing to take literally anything for Jay Crowder because he is not. That's he's never going to play for you again. So like, yeah, get this done. I think the Suns this entire time have have for some reason told themselves they could get a first round pick for Jay Crowder, and it's like yeah, it's like okay, I, I mean. You'd really need a desperate team, um, you know, or, or a team that really thinks Crowder can be that last missing piece because uh, he's really not just all things considered worth a first-round pick at this point, I don't think. Uh, he's he's not that he's not va- that valuable of a player. You need to be in a very specific circumstance to need Jay Crowder and say, okay, that's what we're going to give up. So I think that's the reason why this deal isn't already done because it should be done that that's fair value if anything the the, the bucks i didn't think neat would need to give up that much for for this guy mm-hmm. so it, it might be the situation where it's you know it, the, the the deal gets done at 3 p.m on the deadline day because you know the suns just hold out that that much uh you know because yeah they're, they're convinced they can get more but i i know that I, i'm sure a deal gets done because uh, again otherwise the suns have just wasted uh you know like a fucking 10 million dollar contract not playing for you all 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 season um for for literally no reason so so yeah a a deal will get done i'm sure it's you know it'll probably be the bucks at the end of the day with a similar deal like that i just think the suns are just holding out for no reason um but you know who knows maybe maybe the suns you know maybe the suns will be justified in this in some way if if there's a bit of a bidding war and another team does say fine here you can have this this first if someone um, offers more than this like what what the hell are you trying to get I know it's it'll be very weird. So I I do expect him if there's that much interest, I expect him to eventually go to Milwaukee. But uh, you know I'm I'm just thinking about it. You know there's there's all these other teams we've mentioned. I just said you know the Celtics could use one more kind of wing uh, and you know especially a defender, a bigger guy. Maybe you know and and they've got they. It's not like they're depleted on picks. Like they're 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 pretty good mm-hmm. for that sort of stuff. So maybe they could send you know a few guys from their bench, or, you know a little bit of you know filler guys who don't really play, um, and 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 bring Jay Crowder back to Boston because that would be that would be another sort of interesting addition for them. Um, and and I think that's that's where that's the type of team Jay Crowder can go for and be the most successful on a team that really doesn't need him. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. you know, that's why I think you'd be kind of work on the Bucks as well. But the Bucks really, uh, I don't know, you know, it feels like the Bucks really don't need him. Uh, kind of like you've said, they've got, you know, Middleton in that spot. They're going to be playing Giannis uh, most of the time at the four. And then, you know, there, there are other Unless two they guys. they want to do the, the, the center Giannis, the, the yeah. Shaq lineup, and True. then push uh, push Crowder to the four. But, yeah, it's, it is, it is you know, he, he seems like he'd be a surplus ad for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and again, I... I I do respect what a vet like Jay Crowder has got a lot of playoff experience, uh, you know, and I respect what he brings to it to an already contending team. So I, I think mm-hmm. it would be a good move for Milwaukee or even, you know, fucking Atlanta, the other teams he's been linked to. I think it's a, a good move. But, uh, you know, it, at the same time, it's Jay Crowder. He, you know, he's just as likely to shoot you out of a game as he is to shoot you into a game. Uh, so yeah. you got to, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And, and yeah, don't don't give up too much for him. Uh, but but yeah, it sounds like it sounds like at this point the Suns are just gonna wait it out to 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 the bitter end to see what they can get. But I don't know. I, I'd be surprised if the, if anyone gives up a first. 
Yeah, yeah. Watch uh, like some of these tank. One of these tanking teams just try to cook the books. Uh, yeah, they want to get some guys <laughs> off their their their. Uh, yeah, we'll take, we'll take one first round pick. Yeah, Detroit basketball. <laughs> the Suns would do that. Pack your bags, oh, Sunny. Uh, go course. to you're going to you're going to Sunny San Antonio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, It'll be interesting to see because again, yeah, I think uh, and again, this is uh, apparently uh, like a pretty official deal. Uh, that's our, our, our proposal that's been offered. Yeah. Um. You know, it seems like it's validated, but I just yeah, I find it hard to believe that this hasn't already been a done deal unless you know the Suns are just kind of sitting there, working at the last kind of kinks because yeah, three picks or, or three players and one pick right now, uh, and it's only a second round pick, but still, I think you get two veteran guys and Ibaka and George Hill to just add some more defense and some more that, depth to that'd your. That'd be good uh, for the Suns. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get Nuora, who's you know shown some signs, uh, you know, still young and you know has some life to him. Uh, can kind of score a little bit here and there, uh, and, and you know maybe they can develop him. I mean, the Suns have developed a few wing players in their day, uh, so could could be another guy that you know might might not crack the uh, the the playoff lineup. Uh, but you know, getting two veterans uh, that really aren't expensive, and then you know you get the the extra second round pick, and a second round pick these days could mean uh, a superstar. So uh, yeah. I I think that uh, you know that, that this is a, a great deal and. I mean, it's better than, as you said, it's better than getting nothing out of Crowder, uh, which is what you're already getting right now. So, uh, hopefully they pull the trigger on that one soon and we can uh, we can get another trade. And I, yeah, let's still get this trade, trade season rolling, rolling. Like, Jesus Christ, this is... I want to get an exciting trade. Give me something fucking juicy. Give me this Luca trade that we're talking about. Give us yep. a, Send someone over there. We want to see something big. Uh, I'm tired of these uh, these little uh, wishy-washy I trades. wish I had it because I actually really liked it when it, when I thought of it, the the um, DeMar going to, to Dallas. I really... I, 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 hope, I wish I had an actual trade... Uh, to, to to propose here today, but like I said, Matt, we should do a whole a whole special on uh, on fake yep. trades because I've got um I've got uh, a document going. <laughs> there we go. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll try and do one of those ahead of the the yeah. trade deadline, which is fast approaching. Uh, NBA All Star Weekend also coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, but and if you haven't already, listen to our uh, NBA All Star uh, selection special if yeah. you want to hear uh, our starting fives and reserves, since uh, the reserves are coming up very soon. Uh, but to uh, to move on here. Uh, we we teased it a little bit in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, the biggest part of uh, you know bringing this up was, of course, the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers have to be the the be all and the end all of the NBA uh, media and it's landscape. In our contract, uh, they, they, yeah, it's the, in the, the contract. Media, the NBA told us at least once. Yeah, talk to our every, network every episode. Yep. Yeah, uh, talk to our network. Uh, what, what are we on again? Uh, what was it? Ball uh, sack food, sports. Uh, I was gonna say Fubu TV or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be good. Uh, you know, everyone loved that. We'll get some commercials <laughs> going, some real product uh, product uh, management. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's been a an interesting weekend. Uh, you know, and, and I, I I preface this too by saying, you know, I, officiating has been horrible in yeah. all professional sports this year. Like brutal. Yeah. NHL. Like absolutely, like like just they they just call things just to call them sometimes. But then when things actually happen, they don't call anything. Yeah. Uh, NBA no different. Uh, the NBA, you know, the the biggest one here. Uh, LeBron James getting that foul at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, that the looked Celtics, like a clean Jason block Tatum. to me. That looked pretty clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was, he got it was close. Yeah, it was close. Uh, but Jason Tatum, yeah, getting getting a bit of rest there, getting a chunk of him, uh, and you know, the King having a mental breakdown <laughs> on the court. It was so sad to see his, his senior age just uh, going going nuts. He was confused, uh, man. He was confused. He didn't know where you, he was. You saw, and you saw what Chandler Parsons said. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah a little much, Chandler. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't I, love his dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on. 
Yeah, how could you throw your dog in there? Uh, yeah, saying is what did he say? <laughs> if my dog like, ran over, I, I wouldn't react. Yeah, he's like, my, yeah, yeah, he's like my French bulldog got hit by the mailman right now. I wouldn't be <laughs> reacting that crazy. But uh, which you know, uh, honestly, kind of true though. Uh, I mean, yeah, you'd but, be yeah. sad. You wouldn't be freaking out really. I mean, well, anyway, that was uh, it. Was funny. I actually I saw this. Uh, if you see, it, it, I saw a side by side. I should have shared it on the Big Dog Ball Talk account. Uh, you can sync uh, from that. Uh, what's, what's that song? Little Miss Sunshine, uh, the oh. beauty pageant yeah, yeah. show. Uh, when the guy kid runs out of the car when he's freaking yeah. out and he's yeah. sinking next to LeBron they do the exact same nah! <laughs> banging their fists on the ground uh, yeah but LeBron a bit of a hissy fit we're, we're accustomed to those though I just think it's funny uh, oh, at this point so you know, Year twenty, Wash King. Um, yeah. yeah, the uh, but yeah, the refs do have to be better though. I mean, it's not just this Lakers game. It's been bad all season in the NBA. Uh, even when they review things, I think that they're just kind of like, oh well, you know, it's fifty fifty. Uh, and even though you can, we could probably reverse this. They, and I've been an anti-ref person for my whole life. I'm glad <laughs> Alex isn't. I'm glad Alex isn't editing this right now because his father is a ref. Who father is a, is a ref? dirty, dirty ref. No, you. Arunas <laughs> was pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall he, anything he, bad. No, he would let the boys play. I yeah. think, uh, you know, and that which was nice. But there's, I, I just don't. I, I think to be a ref, you have to have the biggest ego. I seriously believe that because yeah. you think that you are more important than the game, and that's like the 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 making of a good ref is you understand you're just there to make sure everything runs smoothly. But I think all these refs that get to the pros, they think all these fucking people in the crowd are there for them. Uh, you know, you know it's, Matt, it's, it's insane. It, it back in high school, there was a ref uh, who didn't ref that much, uh, and it, I. I I don't even know if he was in our league, but but uh, we 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 came. He refed us once, uh, or, or, okay. or you know, a few times. But uh, he 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 had apparently been doing it for a really long time. And he, I, I forget who he told this, but he said his strategy was uh, he never he didn't ref with the whistle hanging out of his mouth like a lot of uh, refs did. He always had it down by his side so that he knew if he was going to bring the whistle up, uh, you know, to call something. It was because he really saw it. Like you had to, you had to bring yeah. your arm up, and you got to put the whistle in your mouth. If you have it in your mouth, you know you make little calls. So, you know, I think there's, I think there's refs that you know do kind of like you're saying, you know, care about the game and 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 have ways of making sure that you know the 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 game should be written by the players at all times. You know, if the, if mm-hmm. you don't talk yeah. about the refs, if yeah, you you know you're human, you have you have little calls here and there that you miss. That sure. that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's when refs. Yeah, especially in the NBA, who at this point, you know, it's their fucking career that they're a ref, uh, who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have this personality refing. Yeah, I shouldn't even know about your personality when you're refing. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. crazy. It also doesn't help with the this game that uh, the, the the official uh, Lewis is apparently a, his whole family, him, Celtics, Celtics fans. Uh, clear really to makes see, man. Sketchy. It's clear but, to but see. But again... But the NBA doesn't do anything, and uh, you know I, I think that there ha- and we've talked about this on the podcast last year as well. Uh, you know the bad officiating. It feels like every single year this this kind of comes up. Uh, and, and again, I'm not. We're not. This isn't just like oh they missed one call. Like this is like all across the board. Officiating is just down. It's just bad. They just yeah. don't do their jobs very well. And it's like with any job, if you do don't do your job well, you should have repercussions. You should have problems like like again it's what is it twenty five thousand dollars they get fined if uh they uh they, yep. they criticize publicly criticize officiating okay yep. well why don't the officials have to defend themselves when they do fuck <clears throat> up a call because they do they do the last two minute report uh you know and they and that i've said that before on the podcast the last two minute report is the stupidest most pedantic thing <laughs> that the nba's ever ruled out because what's yep. the point yeah. It's already done. You can't just go, oh, my bad. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a firefighter after, like, okay, well, you know what? 
The whole the house two burned report. down. <laughs> yeah, here's the last two-minute report. Uh, I tried to get in, but there was a fire, uh, so I backed out of that one. The, the house burnt down. That's on me. I realized the water would have helped. Uh, sorry about your house burning down. Uh, no, and but then that, they that's what say there's like going to be lots of sleepless nights, uh, you know, for us. And that, okay, <laughs> and that, that's my other point. So, yeah, then they do this fake-ass apology on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure, because, again, refs are a very specific breed. They, do, they, handle, they are very, very, very sarcastic. And they uh, don't. They will say things very empty, empty True. when they say it. When they say, "Oh, there's gonna be this is gut wrenching, and there's gonna be a <laughs> lot of sleepless nights." I literally read that, and I thought it was a fake. Like a, I, I, know, I thought it was a too. fake. Tw- I thought it was Come a fake on. Twitter account because there's no way it's gonna have sleepless nights. It's sleepless nights saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep myself up crying up sleep." Like yeah. they're fucking with us. They don't care. They <laughs> do not care. Us, they do not care. They have a union. Uh, they're gonna man. be protected on this whole case. Like they're never gonna be accountable for anything. It's it's just the way it is. Well, and uh, and and you know, in this state, Matt, don't do not go watch the. Uh, Tim Donahue or whatever, uh, you know, oh, well, uh, thing on on, on Netflix. Yeah. Yep. They, I mean, again, we're not sure if uh, you know he's we we can trust the guy, but I mean, you know, I I, I, I wouldn't put it past refs because you know he says in that the FBI you know, they, didn't trust him. It, well, yes, <laughs> you know they don't. Uh, you know the you know they'll, they'll they'll team up on a player. You know if 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 one ref gets yelled at, you know the next game they'll, mm-hmm. they'll call the guy for a bunch of carries. So. I don't know, man. I mean, at the end of the day, the NBA is an entertainment business, uh, and and this could all be a racket. I mean, uh, yeah. But this, I mean, yeah. This year, it's been like the 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 one. I just don't understand how you can't like have a trigger like someone they have the whole fucking they put so much money into fucking Secaucus and all this shit. Like, mm-hmm. have a person who can watch a replay and then just independently call for a review if they see that a call yeah. is blatantly be missed. It doesn't have to be from either of the teams like just just see you know especially like i think they need a new rule like at the end of a game like once the buzzer sounds if there's any sort of uh you know uh you know uh, question as to what happened you know in the final play of a game whether a team has a challenge or not you know you, you should have someone in Secaucus just reviewing it and say saying oh hey by the way uh, you missed this call maybe go review that and overturn yep. it because like, what, what do we have all this infrastructure and, and technology if not to make sure the end of games go right? So it, it, mm-hmm, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yeah, well, again, I think that, you know, other sports have that, that you know, they have the eye in the sky that can, yeah. like, in the NFL, they can call, uh, they can let them know bef- between plays that they need to review it. Uh, but yeah. I think the NBA is still up to that. I think that the Scottish can can do that at times, but it's just such a fast, much more fast-paced game. It's harder yeah. to do it. So I think usually the referees on the court have to be the ones to do it. Um, yeah. yeah, But, yeah, I, 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 I tweeted this out, and I'm actually kind of ashamed that this is how I feel at this point. I'm ready for the robot refs. Fuck this. I don't care. I don't want this anymore. I'm done with the human error. There's so much roped into these games. Uh, you know, I, I, I yeah. really don't care. This. I would rather have no one on the court, and people can call it from. They have. A, you could have a hundred guys, all with a hundred angles, and if someone sees something wrong, man, hit the buzzer, call it, and then you could do. You could buzz well, it you, in. I got the, You could make yeah. this work without having a single person ground on the floor. All you need is people to inbound. Just, just yeah, and just like. Just send the feed into chat GPT or whatever. Like, is this a foul? Uh, And then, you know, it'll respond right away. Like, we've got AI to deal with this now. Uh, Yeah, you guys, I'm sorry, human refs. You've made a fool of yourself this year. Like, it's, uh, yeah. And, 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 I mean, it's also, like... Yeah, I mean, obviously, guys like, you know, LeBron and, 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 and 
players are going to, you know, in, in situations where a game is literally won or lost on a call, like they're going to freak out because, you know, they're, they're, this is their livelihood. You know, they're, 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 they're like, it's just, I, I think we're, we're trying to act like NBA refs are just human and whatever, and they shouldn't be held to this high standard of refing a game in this million dollars, I should say billion dollar industry, yeah. especially when you have so much to, you know, to do with sports betting now roped into the whole thing. Like this is, yep. this is serious. Like you guys should be held to the highest account. Like this idea, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're human, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, but you know, you should expect to be fucking criticized when you get such a blatant yep. call wrong. And, uh, and yeah, I mean the, yeah, I mean the, the, the robots are coming for all our jobs, but yeah, maybe it should be refs first, man. Uh, why not? Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, the robots will uh, take us all over, except for me. I'm robot not, podcast. I, I will. I'll fight to the end of that. Yeah, that would be good. You could probably you could probably make a bot to uh, dog, just do talk. our podcast. We should yeah. we should add one in with us, like a third a third uh, you know guy, sort of you know make yeah. peace with them first, so they don't come and kill us. Just just throws out random like stats. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins scored twenty five points against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Five years ago. Huh, that's It'll nice. be like a Magic robot. Johnson tweet, uh, you know, every time yes, the guy talks. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe Magic Johnson is just a robot this oh whole time. Oh, my God. He was the first AI. He was the wow. first real AI. Uh, or, whoa, AI. Whoa. Oh, shit, man. AI? Whoa. Oh, shit, man. Oh, shit. Whoa. Uh, okay, let's get out of this. Uh, the let's get out of this vortex. Uh, yeah. This the, Matrix. If the, the NBA is listening, we're on to them. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, whoa, the Matrix. Whoa. Sean Marion? Sean Marion. Well, <laughs> that is Whoa. how a robot uh, would shoot a basketball. If you had to try and true. train a robot to shoot properly, that's how they fucking look. Uh, you know, no no uh, smoothness. No, <laughs> It's like he's mm-hmm, doing it mm-hmm. for the first time every time. So just, uh, just yeah, we're on to all of you guys. Uh, but yeah, the, the the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's who we're gonna be talking about now uh, to get out of this uh, this robot talk. Uh, the the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are starting to figure it out, Jordan. They're starting to get a little bit rolling. Took the loss uh, last night nah, to the Sacramento nah, Kings. Nah, wait till I get but, my money right. It's coming, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's not nice gonna try. happen. It won't happen. Uh, but they are getting better. They are starting to get there. Uh, I think a large part of that, though, you know, you got to credit to the Ant Man. Uh, you know, Anthony yep. Edwards has been uh, been tearing it up down the stretch of the season. Uh, really starting to feel himself. Uh, eating twenty one bags of uh, Chester's hot Cheetos uh, <laughs> every week. Uh, so you know, shout out to, to Ant for the the healthy habits. I'm Cat sure is going to be home. furious. He's like, what the fuck, yeah. man? No more. Yeah. He chose a good time to, to drop only. that nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hey cat who's hurt and who's not maybe yeah. the cheetos are the way to go maybe you should hit that uh but yeah the uh it, it'll be interesting to see you know i think that right now when i when i look at this team you know ant is doing a great job at you know kind of just controlling the ball doing what he can you know you've rudy down there clobbering around trying to get rebounds i think right now this team is this team works because it's kind of like how it worked last year it worked because you had a dominant big and you had a dominant guard yep that's how, that's how that's how the mix really works, and we said this before. You know, you have the the dominant big, and then you have another dominant big, along <laughs> with the guard. So then it's like, okay, well, how is how is this all going to go? And it didn't go well. Uh, this literally the season might have actually gone better because Cat went down. But now we have to wait and see. You know, because Cat is going to be coming back in the next you know month or so, two months maybe, uh, d- depending on any setbacks. But you know, when Cat comes back, I genuinely think that they are going to be worse when he comes back. Even though they're going to get you know an All NBA player, you know, arguably a, a top twenty NBA player, uh, you know, best player on the team. You could even make the argument. Uh, yeah. But they might seriously get worse because of the personnel. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I mean, it's uh, R- R- I think Rudy 
it, it it's gonna be a, a, like sort of deja vu all over again. Fucking cat's gonna come back, and then I feel like Rudy's gonna go through another period like he did at the very beginning of the season of like, oh, what do I do? Like, uh, like it's just this idea that the two of them yeah. will play seamlessly together just does not make any sense to me uh, at all. You you take away, mm-hmm. you automatically take away what both of them do well, and and you're right. I mean, Rudy has for the last month or whatever, you know, you know, there was a little bit of an adjustment period from the time when Cat first went out uh, to Rudy, you know, sort of getting used to being the only big guy again, uh, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, since then, uh, he's actually been pretty good. I mean, he had 19 and 14 last night. He's finally, you know, uh, starting to be more of that defensive presence uh, that, that we know him to be. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, b- back to sort of efficiently, you, you know, uh, scoring the ball, a lot of dunks. Um, and, and, and just, you know, he plays big minutes for you. And, and, and yeah, he's, he's a good anchor of your defense. Like we know he is. Um, and then you've got guys like, and you're like, I, I think the other big thing for, for the Timberwolves is, is their, their three of their, their starters that can shoot it or have really been shooting it. Well, like I took all, I, yeah. I wrote down all these stats yesterday, so this is notwithstanding or not including, uh, the, the, the loss you mentioned against the Kings last night, but Anthony Edwards, 27 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, Steal and a half, almost a block per game, and 39% from three. Uh, so just just a 39.7. So if you round up, whatever. Like that's 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 an all star stat line. And and you, I think you and I yep. both both said, you know, he he was kind of on the short list. It kind of kind of pained me actually to not have him in because he has had like for a guy that young uh, who has so much responsibility on this team, he's been great. Next guy. Delo, who again I have said and I stand by that he's one of the worst starting point guards in the league if you look at everything. Uh, but you can't fault him. He's having a hell of a year shooting the ball. 20 points, 6 assists, 49% from the field, and 49% on 3. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. all of these are stats in January. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> this is just yeah, the month of January. Good, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> but uh, so recently, you know, when these guys have kind of turned it around. But 49% on 3 for Delo on 7 attempts, which is fucking crazy. Almost 50%. So, you know, if he's going to do that, that kind of negates a lot of the bad stuff that he brings to the table. And then Jade, mm-hmm. uh, fucking Jaden McDaniels. Uh, he's only yep. averaging 12 points, but he, he also on four attempts from th- three, uh, in January shooting 41% and he gives you a steal and a block and kind of, you know, plays yep. that in that, you know, three, four spot, you know, alongside, uh, slow-mo Anderson next to Gobert. Yep. So as you said, this team kind of makes sense. You've got, uh, D'Lo and, and, and Ant, uh, you know, uh, shooting it great from the outside, you know, d- doing their thing as perimeter players. You've got Rudy Gobert locking it down in the middle, and then you've got these two kind of Swiss Army knives, uh, yeah, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in slow-mo and McDaniels. You can kind of, you know, play both of those those forward positions, you know, shoot it a little bit, uh, you know, versatile defensively. You throw Cat in the mix there, all this all this is out the window. It's like we're back to what yeah. the fuck are we doing here? Uh, and you've got you don't, Kat- want a, you don't want another slow seven footer that shoots, but he also shoots threes and is yeah. good at defense. Do you want him running around trying to defend? Uh, the, again, the fours that are in this league today aren't really the fours that we know and love. They are yeah. really threes. Like you, you've got like you know, look at anyone who's playing. You know the the that that bigger forward spot now in the league. They're not these lumbering big guys. They are basically. Three, four hybrids who can shoot, who can move, uh, and 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 who who are fast. Who Cat has no business keeping up with. So this this idea, you know, you know, when the trade happened, you know, Chris Finch, uh, who a guy I respect, who is a really good coach. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about when he's like, you know, if you have Cat, you do not play small. Yes, you do in the sense that I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. You play small in the sense that Cat has to be your fucking center. Play big around Cat. You know that's fine. Yeah, it, size obviously matters. Uh, you know you get another, you get a big mobile four. Uh, you know you 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 get size at the three, and you, you, I mean Ant is already a decently big guard. Um, you know mm-hmm. outside of that, yes, size is good, but you do not you do not play Cat at the f- the four. That is just so dumb. Uh, and yeah. then you know when they inevitably come to that conclusion. Then you've got uh, how, how fucking much is Rudy Gobert making? Rudy Gobert on the fucking bench at the end of mm-hmm. a playoff game, if they ever make it there, God willing. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean this team's been great, but I, I totally agree with you. You get Cat back in the mix, they're back to square one of this team not making any fucking sense. Well, uh, hey Dallas, make the call, man. Call Anthony Towns, three first round picks. Uh, I don't think no. he can be traded get- this year in this season. <laughs> no, I, I want to look. At, I really yeah. wanted to look at it because honestly, if I was the Timberwolves, I'd consider getting off him asap. I think that I would mean, be a perfect move. I yep. think that would be uh, you could you could make that work easily. And be in the off season, do it for Luca. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I I I don't think that the the Timberwolves will really bounce back from this. I think this is going to be a long fall uh, from the top. You would so like we'll, to think that, we'll, wouldn't you, man? They're I, making the playoffs. I would like to think that. They're going to be in Firth. We're, we're, first. Next podcast, they'll yeah, be first. Yeah, Firth. They're going to be in Firth. Yeah, they're going to Yeah, yeah. It'll be a... Uh, it's going to be... It's going to be... It's going to be another photo finish. We, we've, we've made good uh, good efforts That's to, true. The to, bets to, have to been these, so. coming down to the wire. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I guess for anyone who's new to the podcast, if you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck? Like, why oh, do you yeah. care about this? Uh, every every year, $50 bet, me and Jordan. Uh, historically, I think I've I've mollywopped Jordan, no. uh, including last year uh, with the... Uh, with the that Luke last year was Pelicans bullshit. Should have been voided. It was uh, good. But no, mm-mm. Mm-mm. We hey, we didn't void your sons in the bubble bet, so we're good. Yeah, well, uh, Matt. Anyway, the the bet was yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, Minnesota would make the playoffs in the end, whether that's through the uh, through the play in or whatever. As long as they're one of the mm-hmm. final eight playoff teams in the West, uh, I uh, am f- I I think that they will. Matt thinks that they thinks that they won't. So currently sitting in ninth, game above five hundred. Um, we'll it's a bloodbath see. out there. We'll see. The second half of the season will be interesting. Um, and, and, and just before we move on, though, Matt, mm-hmm. if Cat is angry about the Cheetos, which I'm sure he is, just want everyone yeah, to pissed. remember, Michael Jordan played fucking, what did he play, 15 years for the Bulls, uh, or maybe that was his whole career, you know, what? whatever he played, I'm pretty sure he survived on, like, two cigars, uh, you know, oh, a, yeah. a bite of, a, you know, pizza, cold pizza, yeah, whatever he was drinking, and stayed Not up. pizza in Utah. No, Don't yeah, other pizza. than in Utah, um, and, 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 you know, stayed up until. I ate the whole thing myself. Three- <laughs> He stayed up until, uh, you know, 3 in the morning and then would go to the game. Well, actually, no. So he'd stay, stay up till 3, go play golf at 11, and then go to the game and, yeah. and, and, and you know, uh, dominate everyone. So, so Maybe gamble a little bit throughout yeah, the day. Yeah, throw, throw a little gambling in there. So, so yeah, I don't want to hear it. You you can eat whatever you want and, and, and be the GOAT. Yeah, have, have your cake too, Kat. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, to move on, uh, the... The Indiana Pacers making some news here in the NBA world, uh, locking down Miles Turner to a two-year uh, extension, uh, which was somewhat surprising to see. But it's it's interesting because again, we we don't really know what trajectory this Pacers team is really looking to go on yet. Uh, there's there's still a lot of things up in the air. Uh, you know whether they want to make a push for the playoffs this year, uh, whether they want to blow it up, whether they you know uh, Miles Turner was kind of one of those highly coveted trade talk. Targets, yeah. um, but it looks like right now they are trying to keep him around. 
But that doesn't mean that just because they signed him an extension that he's going to be staying there. No. This could mean that they're just trying to make a, a more tradable contract yeah. for Miles by the time that he gets sent. So I, I think it's interesting that, you know, he could potentially be in uh, in Indiana past this season once again because I felt like the, if all the years, this seemed like it would finally be the year. But that hot start, <clears throat> it looked like it might have been enough to keep them around, and now they're uh, a half game out of the play in. Yeah. Uh, so it's... And obviously without Tyrese Halliburton, that uh, that definitely helped uh, you know plummet them a little bit down oh, yeah. the standings. Uh, and then they gave Turner this extension, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting. He's still not that old. Uh, no. he, you know, he's getting into his prime. He's a, a unicorn out there on the court. Like I'm, if I'm the Pacers, I honestly kind of like you've seen the success you could have with this team. Yeah, I honestly would think about holding on to him with this extension. Well, I I, I think that you know by rule or whatever, they I think they. Have probably got to keep him, you know, beyond the the deadline. Unless I, unless I, unless you can do the extension uh, and then still be tradable, maybe you can. I thought if you were like recently, maybe that's just for recent signings and uh, and extensions don't fall under that. But in any case, um, yeah, I, I think it, I saw. It's, I don't. I think it might it might only be like a couple weeks. Like I know it's like it might oh, be something gotcha. like when you get traded to a team where it's like fourteen days or something. But right. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah, so whatever. I, I'll, we'll have to double check if he's actually eligible to be traded. But I, I mean, the, the report came out after he signed the extension that you know Indiana's not looking to trade him. That does not mean, uh, you know, that's not a definitive, uh, you know, thing. I mean, a lot of the times when that sort of news comes out, it means they're about to be imminently traded. But I think in this yep. in this situation, uh, yeah, signing him to the extension, I think it's it's more so, you know, the Pacers just saying, hey. Yeah, we've been kind of uh, you know on a downward spiral since since Halliburton went out, but you know before that we were in sixth and we were beating teams like the Raptors, uh, you know the Knicks and you know all these other teams kind of in that mix right now. And uh, mm-hmm. like it, it, Indiana was good when they were going, they were good, and they they they're only yeah. going to get better because all their guys are young. Even like you said, Turner is still you know has room to get better. I think he's only twenty six oh, yeah. right now. Um, yeah. And and you've got you know a guy like Matherin. Tyrese, you know, another full season under his belt next year. Like they're they're going to be a, a, a you know in terms of young talent in the East, they've got a really good outlook going forward, especially in that backcourt. Um, and I don't I don't know though if if you know the the Turner thing is what I would have done because if there was teams willing to give you a decent haul for him this year, uh, you know he 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 is a tad bit old for the timeline, but at the same time. I, I get it, you know, especially Indiana. They don't like they don't like bottoming bottoming out. That's not what they do. They like just kind of, you know, seeing what works, retooling that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with with Halliburton and, and you know the way he plays, the way he fucking you know leading the league in assists per game, I think still, um, you know, you know the way he gets everyone involved and sort of you know helps people succeed around him. I think him and uh, you know Turner, you know, put put them together for a full healthy season. That's a really good kind of point guard center duo, the pick and roll combo, all that stuff, pick and pop. Uh, you know, a lot of the times that's what you know Turner likes to do. So I think you know if you're Indiana, you're kind of betting that with this new star point guard who's shown he's he, he can do amazing th- things for the guys around him. Like you're you're signing you know Turner with that knowledge of you know going forward with these these two guys uh and then yeah having Matherin, Duarte all these other guys yep. sort of in between those those two um so so yeah it might not have been what I would have done but you know for for Indiana you know the small market the situation they're in 
good for them locking up this guy. And uh, I, I think they'll be pretty good next year, provided everyone's healthy. And maybe they can go and you know get get a veteran or two, and you know a, a, a yep. more uh, you know reliable kind of three four kind of. Uh, you know, perimeter scorer. Uh, then you know they will will see. The sky's the limit for these guys. So so I love it as much as I would have seen Turner on my beloved Raptors. But yeah, yeah it yeah. is what it is. Uh, well, it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting. To say I, they they might still even make some moves. The Pacers. I yeah, mean, Buddy Heald. I'm sure a lot of teams. Yeah, would, he's uh, got to get. You got to send him out. I mean, he he's 30 now. You that's yeah. A, you, yeah. You should, no need to keep that guy. Yeah, and I think he won't, probably wants to finally be on a good team. Uh, I don't yeah. think he maybe was one playoff appearance. I'm not sure. Uh, I, don't but, I, I, I don't know. It's he's been on some pretty shitty teams. Uh, cause he was on the Kings for a bit. He was on the Pelicans and the Kings, or maybe it was Kill- Kings and Pelicans. Yeah, it was Kings and Pelicans because uh, what's his name? In, uh, uh, which well, he was traded. I think in... it was his rookie year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, Kings Pelicans. Where was he after that? Was that, was that, were those the only three teams he was on? It has Kings, to be. Pelicans. Who's got it? Who's got the trivia? Kings, Pelicans, somebody. Who's got the basketball reference? But uh, yeah, I mean, but Buddy Heald has to be the guy that gets traded. Uh, yeah, out of the out of all those guys, has to be. Uh, you know, just just timeline wise, uh, you know, he's he's a good good shooter and everything, but you know, not the greatest defender. Could improve athletically. Like he's not gonna you know be throwing down any hammer dunks or anything so uh i'm i'm hoping that you know they can move him because I, th- I think he's a really good player and he's serviceable for sure in the league so uh, i think he should get uh, you know moved somewhere he can he can really compete come off the bench and uh you know just bang home some threes yeah yeah i forgot about this he was he was drafted i guess to new orleans and then traded to sacramento and i think he was uh, traded uh 16 17 i think that was the um uh demarcus cousins deal uh if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that's yeah it was what yeah, moved him over there um yeah, and then yeah. yeah just been stuck in sacramento that whole time until uh until now uh yeah for demarcus yeah, cousins yeah. omri caspi yep. <laughs> crazy uh, anyway the, uh, the israeli wonder yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean he's he's a guy he's having a good season uh he's he's another guy i've you know recently looked at what, what's he shooting from three yeah 42 percent from three on nine attempts like still one of the best yeah. shooters in the league so yeah one of these uh one of these contending teams, go get Buddy Heald because, yeah, the Pacers, uh, that, that you know, again, Turner makes sense. Extend him, whatever, keep him. Buddy Heald, there's absolutely no reason to keep him. Uh, so, you know, go get what you can yeah. for him. Um, and, 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 you know, who knows? I mean, the, the Pacers, even though they have locked up Turner now, I mean, if they just keep spiraling, they can get, you know, good position in this upcoming draft as well. And then you've got, you know, a, a yep. freshly extended big man. You've got all these other good stuff happening. Uh, and whatever you get for Heald, maybe some more picks in this upcoming draft you know you could you could be looking pretty good pretty soon yep yep 100 percent uh and uh we're gonna end off the podcast here with one last segment uh, a little bit of conspiracy talk uh oh. for, for anyone who, who hasn't seen it uh you know it's been floating around through the uh, the nba uh nba world nba talk lately uh some nba redditor which oh my god that's disgusting uh, <laughs> yeah uh, sorry, come on sorry, it's sorry, gotta sorry, be an oxymoron sorry for anyone. yeah start your own podcast you losers yeah. uh the the uh but yeah the Someone had dug dug deep into the box scores of uh, the latest some of these Grizzlies games and compared Jaron Jackson's block total from home and away, and they've noticed a major major uptick in blocks when he's at home versus when he's away. And you know uh, they laid out there's a, there's a couple different reasons this could be, but you know a lot of people are pointing the fingers saying you know maybe the scorekeeper over there in uh for the grizzlies is uh being a little uh bit a bit naughty really crediting uh jackson with all these blocks trying to get him uh boosted up in the defensive player of the year ranking uh in that race but you know what i don't really care about this one as much because this is for people who don't know this has been happening for years 
that yeah, home yeah. scorekeepers will they because I, I I don't know if this person did this as far as I saw when I went through it. I don't think they checked anybody else's block stats. I don't think they checked any other, uh, you know, trends of, like, how the away team's blocks were being uh, tracked either. Yeah. Because I know there was a big one in uh, the uh, in Milwaukee not that long ago. Uh, I want to say four or five, maybe even six seasons ago. Uh, the assist numbers for yeah. all these players were yeah. so high, and everyone was so confused. It didn't seem like that. And then they would sh- they started looking into it, and I think they actually had the NBA actually stepped in and had to. I don't know if they removed the uh, the employee or they had to go and revise the stat. It was there was it was a decently big deal because this person was crediting assists after like the person would get the ball, hold it at the perimeter, make a couple moves, yeah. and then go to the rim, and yeah. they would be like, oh yeah, that was an assist. Like they were counting <laughs> like it was hockey. Yeah. Uh, so it's. It, this isn't the first time that we've seen scorekeepers start to kind of pad the stats of guys who are uh, you know playing in their their barn. Yeah, yeah, but and and, and 100 true. I th- I think yeah, I thought that was pretty you know common knowledge. But you know sometimes people have pointed out sometimes it's just like spe- specific yeah arena staff or whatever who who, who do count the stats uh, in that specific place don't always necessarily just favor it to the home team. Like sometimes. Both teams, uh, you know, certain stats are inflated just when you go in that, you know, arena because, uh, yeah, like you're saying, they have a different kind of, uh, you know, criteria for what is an assist or what is, you know, all these things. So so it's not always just the home team. And, you know, with the with the Jaron Jackson Jr. thing, like, people, it, it made its way onto Twitter and people, like, literally, like, went through and watched every fucking block, like, every video, every block. Yeah. And they found, like, that three of them were maybe a bit suspect uh but then most mm-hmm. of them were, were were good so it's like you know maybe jaron jackson jr just plays more amped up at home like you know that, yeah. that, that that might be part of it as well you know it's easier to be uh you know uh, you know a, a jacked up defender uh you know when when you're at home you've got the crowd behind you um you mm-hmm. know you maybe jump that you know extra little you know half an inch you got a bit more adrenaline um and 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 like so I don't know. There, there's kind of there's there's more factors than 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 just you know a a, a rogue uh, scorekeeper you know at at, at it down yeah. there in Memphis. So so yeah, I, I was really kind of like I was surprised people are were like trying to be outraged by like and who was this redditor? Was it Nick Claxton? Uh, you know or you know somebody yeah, burner uh, Marcus Smart? Someone else trying to uh, you know be 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 defensive player of the year? Like I, I don't know who. I mean, this is coming from, you know, an NBA nerd. I, I don't know who the fuck cares about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s, uh, you know, block totals. I mean, you know, he's, 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 I, I think he's leading the leagues in, league in blocks per game. Him and Claxton are kind of, you know, have been neck and neck for a lot of the season. But, yeah. you know, he, he gets a lot of blocks. Like, no one's, no one's, it's not like there's this conspiracy where it's like Jaron Jackson Jr. actually isn't a great, you know, defender. He, he, he never well, blocks the, the ball. It's like, like he, he, he the does numbers it. make sense to how I, when I watch yeah. him play, like I could probably guess he gets about two and a half blocks a game. Absolutely. So like if, if you're talking about like, you know, the difference of, yeah, maybe the scorekeeper is a bit generous, you know, on one where the ball kind of looks like it tips, it's tipped, but it's not, you know, they credit a, a block to him. Like you're saying, I bet that type of shit happens all the time across all these yeah. different fucking arenas, and it and it should, you know, theoretically, it should even out. Like as long as everybody's home arena gives them a little bit of a an edge, uh, we we yep. should all be we should all be good, you know. It, it should all, you know, yeah, cancel each other out at the end of the day. So yeah, a bit of a weird one that that people, you know, the the nerd community got going. But you know, honestly, stuff on Reddit should just stay on Reddit, man. I mean, Reddit is yeah. Reddit. Uh, it's. Uh, it's 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 there you know it should be you know locked away because uh, uh yeah the 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 level of obsession is is pretty crazy but but yeah i mean people people looked over the film they 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 kind of debunked this 
Um, but you know, it, it is interesting. I, I remember too, like there, there's people still mad, uh, you know, about like games back in the nineties, like John Stockton, uh, there's games where, you know, people think he should have had like five more assists, but you know, he was on the road somewhere and, and people weren't, uh, you know, people decided not to count it. Um, and assists though, you know, you talk about blocks and all this stuff. Assist is the one truly that is the hardest to yeah, sort of yeah. look at and, and figure out because, yeah, like, is it, you know, can, can you take a few dribbles? Uh, you know, it, uh, when you pass the ball to a guy, can they then make a move and go? Isn't it still an assist? So that's the more subjective one that, you know, we should really look at. You know, blocks is yeah. is pretty uh, cut and dry. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, well, we're, we're going to be back with more NBA conspiracies very soon. Oh, uh, yeah. But if you want more of this, get at us at Big Gug Ball Talk. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> at Big Gug Ball Talk. Uh, you know, get a lot of exclusive takes and content there. So, uh, and, and also updates on the podcast, just in case, uh, you know, we have to upload on Tuesday, like today. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to be back on Friday, every Monday and Friday. Uh, so, so be ready for that. Uh, but it's, uh, it's been Big Gug Ball Talk with Matt Acorn and Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Just... Uh, sports fans just take it easy for the next uh, couple weeks I know this is a big moment in the sports calendar but uh, think about your significant other okay Matt think about Savannah Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up don't forget it. Don't just put it on the back burner and, you know, Already on forgot. the 13th. Go, come on, man. I know, I know, you know, we got the Super Bowl in there. We got the trade deadline. I, I, isn't the hockey trade deadline in there sometime soon? Um, yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, we've got a lot going on. You know, basketball is getting underway, you know, really intensifying. But, uh, you know, remember the girlfriends, the boyfriends, the, you know, the whoever. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's not just about sports, man. Uh, it, there's more to life. Will you be my Valentine? I'll think about it. I'll think about it. What do you have to offer me, man? Not much, man. Not much. All right, I accept. Nice. Sweet. (laughs)